It's the Big Punt Podcast. Here's your hosts, Sam Bridges and Gareth Buncombe. Hello and welcome to a special Champions Day edition of the Big Punt Podcast. I'm Sam Bridges. And I'm Gareth Buncombe. And we're going to be talking all about Champions Day. It's the swan song of the British flat racing season, uh, the pinnacle and also the swan song for Frankel. Have you been enjoying the build-up this week? Yeah, it's been fantastic. Uh, Racing doing a good job of promoting its star and hopefully spreading the word to a wider audience. Yeah, it's not really too much uh, in the way of uh, outside of racing coverage just yet, but I think it's going to build, isn't it, ahead of Saturday? Yeah, definitely. It seems to be picking up a bit of steam now, as, it's, as it should be in the days leading up to it. And uh, yeah, we've got to enjoy him while he's here. Uh, and here, pretty much, uh, I think everyone uh, would uh, say for, for one more race, and we'll get to that race uh, shortly, but we'll we'll look through the card uh, as we go, and we'll start with it, the opening race uh, down at Ascot. It's the 145, the long-distance cup uh, of the two miles of the Group 3 race. Uh, just preview this one for us. Yeah, um, last year's winner, Fame and Glory, uh, back again for another bite of the cherry. Um, he's been, well, you, you no other way of putting it, but well below par this season. Uh, but he, he did come into the race last year on the back of a flop in the Irish St. Ledger. So it'd be foolish to rule him out. You know, he's he's won round Ascot before, former Gold Cup winner. Clearly a, a very talented horse on his day, but all signs this season do seem to be that he, he's passed his best. Um, you've also got in there, you, this season's Ascot Gold Cup winner in Colour Vision, and, and for me, you know, bigger odds than fame and glory, he'd be my idea of, of the value in the race. Looked unlucky in France on Art Day when beaten in the Stayers race there, but that race didn't really pan out for him the way he would have liked, it didn't unfold to suit him. Uh, the, horse nar- the horse that he narrowly beat in the Gold Cup opinion polls also back and is currently favourite. Um, obviously this has been his end of season target because he's not raced since, since the Royal meeting. Uh, but you know, Colour Vision had him beat at the at Ascot during the summer, and uh, the prices it's got to be Colour Vision for me. Uh, with the the weather, it, it's getting softer as the as rain keeps coming. Could uh, maybe the likes of uh, Ilde Ray cause a, a a bit of a surprise? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's, he's not really, you know, he's more of a handicapper at, at the moment. But you know, it's coming back to sort of jumps time of year, and like you say, if he's going to get the ground that. The, the the flat horses aren't really used to. We've seen Sadler's Rock not work to the best of his effect on softer ground before. So yeah, definitely if, if the ground comes up more is you know boggy, then a, a mud lover like Ilda Ray could be uh, could be a bit of a dark horse. So that's the the opening race uh, for for the stayers. The, the second race, the the two twenty, is for the the sprinters over six furlongs. Um, what way you seeing this one? Yeah, it's a bit disappointing, really. There's not an out-and-out star in it this year. We've, we've not had Deacon Blues all year. The Aussie Raiders have gone back home now. Um, so it's it's a bit of a... Well, it's only a group two. It, it still looks slightly devoid of star power. But um, we've, got the, we've got the Pre-Delibe winner in there in WizKid, uh, coming back for another crack. Second last year in it behind Deacon Blues. He's got to have a great chance of going one better here. You know, he's proved he handles cutting the ground with that win at Longchamp. But to, to record a win, he'll have to beat another Group 1 winning horse uh, that enjoys it a bit softer, uh, and that's Society Rock, winner of the Betfred Sprint Cup. Loves Ascot. Um, yeah, he didn't really run his race in this last year, but I think the ground was going to suit him far more this year around, and to me, looks the one to be. Not a massive price, 3-1 to one at the best at the moment. But, uh, you know, winner's a winner. Um, of the rest, unexposed Irish Raider, three-year-old uh, 
representing the classic generation slave power could be a dark horse uh, but a lot of the double figure odd sources could run a good race as well looking at the likes of Resty Adarjan who's third behind Black Caviar and uh, the impressive Moonlight Cloud in the Diamond Jubilee and then you know the checker like soft ground 20 to 1 he's a big price as well can we be looking at maybe some of the the, the softer horses that go on the, the softer ground to, to run into a place. You mentioned Restage on there and the ground that Ascot that day was, was quite heavy as well. Yeah, Marek, another one that, that enjoys uh, the softer ground. So it's uh, the, the, the sort of the horses you wouldn't necessarily normally associate with group racing, obviously fancying the chances with the, the ground coming up uh, as soft as it has done. The next race after that is the 2.55, uh, which is uh, for the Phillies and uh, mares um, of a one mile four. Talk us through this one, quite competitive. Yeah, uh, Great Heaven's bound to be popular, having been so well back for the arc. I mean, she nearly got backed into favourite that day with all the money coming, given that she was she was a, a renowned mudlark. Um, that obviously is going to play a factor again here, with the ground being so soft. But she's short enough to say she had that such a tough race. I mean, that arc is the arc's renowned for for um, taking it out of horses, and, and some never recover from it. It's such a grueling race, and especially on the ground like it was. You know, you, you'd have to you'd have to really think she was a, a top notcher to sort of come here so soon after Longshot and, and be at her best. John Gosden's going to be looking to pick up some big prize money over the course of the day, though, to try and you know cement that stranglehold he's got on the trainer's title. And looking at the races, Great Evans is probably his best chance of doing that. So you'd have to think he, he's he, he wouldn't be running her and risking her if um, if he didn't think he could win. Um, this was always her main end-of-season target after an impressive summer before that arc supplementation. She's definitely the one to beat, but, um, you know, t- taking into account that grueling run at the arc um, and the short price, I prefer to take maybe a bit of a chance with last year's winner, Dancing Rain. She's been off since pretty much winning this last year. If the long layoff hasn't caused her to lose any of that sort of dominance from the front that she, she saw win the Orcs in this race last year, and she, she's got to have a great chance. Unplaced effort in Japan followed this race uh, 12 months ago. But um, it was last year I saw I fancied Dancing Rain for this just because it was right on the back of the whip changes and we were seeing so much whip controversy and it, it seemed apparent that, that front runners were going to benefit because the hold-up horses weren't going to necessarily get the rides on, on softer ground that that they they used to be able to have to drive them home, but I think the same applies. You know, she can if they give her enough rope from the front. If she's not, you know, been been damaged by by the layoff, then she's got to have a cracking chance. I mean, William Haggis is no mug. I doubt he'd be running her if she wasn't back to top form. And they've they've had a couple of opportunities to run her since she bounced back from injury. They've, they've relented, and this has obviously been the the target. And at six to one, I think she's a price. Over the mile at three thirty. Uh... Where do you see this one going? Eight runner race uh, in this one. Uh, Frankel uh, won it last year. It is X Celebration now the one to beat? Yeah, yeah, in short. I mean, she must have been the greatest moment for Ballydale and X Celebration when Frankel finally made his long awaited step up in trip. I mean, he chased her home so many, uh, chased Frankel home so many times, X Celebration. He, he must have been sick of seeing the sight at the back of Frankel. But um, he proved that he is. In any other year, would be the best miler, you know, the world, the world over, really. Um, with that winning the uh, at Dorville, it was probably the most competitive Group One of the season in terms of depth. That race, he had a lucid skate behind him that day, and personally, see no reason why that form should be reversed here. 
Uh, obviously, you know, odds on, it's not a great price for, for acceleration, but it clear, clearly, and you know, by far and away, the best horse in the race. And uh, I think it's going to take something pretty special to, to beat him. The Queen's got the Carton House in there. I'm surprised in a way that they're persevering with him at, at this trip. He, he ran no sort of race when he was beaten in the summer mile. Most improved, another one. Close and distance form, but needs to leave a, a poor run behind him last time out. So for me, if you're gonna sort of have a have a bet at smaller thing, you know, smaller stakes, you're not gonna get much back for your money with that celebration. Side glance, ultra consistent. I mean, he's placed in five Group One races. Um, this uh, in fact, not five Group One, five Group races this season, including Group Ones. Um, Chase Storm, Frankel, and Celebration. Uh, in the Queen Anne at Royal Ascot, and obviously if they stay in the field, you'll get paid each way on three. So I think that twenty-five to one is a big price. And then we uh, move up to the uh, five past four race, uh, which uh, where we will say goodbye to, to Frankel with uh, six runners uh, going up against him. Uh, we talked last time, didn't we, uh, in his last run winning the Jubmont about the step up in trip. Uh, I suppose people will be now questioning uh, the ground uh, this year, but. Um, Nothing to beat him. No, I mean it's by far his toughest uh, test today. I mean you've got two of the world's top ten horses in there as well as Frankel, in uh, Sirius de Zig and Nathaniel. Uh, but he's got about a stone in hand on them both, so I just can't see it. I mean Sirius de Zig was a fantastic horse in his own right. I mean Frankel weren't around, we'd probably be calling him the best horse in the world at the moment. Won this race last year, of course. Comes here with. You know, a, a fantastic run as a preparation with that win at Longchamp, which was nothing more than a procession. But can he beat Frankel? If Frankel's in any, if you know, Frankel is just he's peerless, and I just I can't see it. If the ground turned up absolutely boggy, you know, after a day's racing as well, if the track had deteriorated, that might possibly find him out, but. All we know is that Frankel has never raced on heavy. We don't know that he doesn't handle it. I've seen no evidence that would suggest that he wouldn't handle it. Yeah, he probably won't be at his best. But to me, it's it's Frankel's, Frankel's race this year. Earlier in the week, I would have said Nathaniel was possibly a good each-way shout because he, he was a bit, bit of a big price. But now you've lost a few runners from it. We've only got six going. You're only going to get each way on two. As much as I love Nathaniel, I think he's one of the toughest horses there is. Um Mile two, even though he's an Eclipse winner, arguably not his trip, where Sirius de Zegel excels over this distance. I think the forecast is Frankel, Sirius de Zegel to chase him home. But if you're going to have a bet, the play is probably to do Nathaniel each way and hope that he can get the better of uh, Sirius de Zegel for the minor money. So fingers crossed uh, we will be celebrating Frankel going out on, on a win uh, in that race, uh, the 5 past 4 race for the champion stakes uh, on Saturday. And then the final uh, race of the day, you've got to be a bit of a, a champion punter uh, to get the winner uh, of uh, this one. It's the Future Stars Apprentice Handicap 7 furlongs involved and uh, just the 29 at the moment going to pass. Yeah, no prices yet either, so it's hard to sort of say what's, uh, what's going to be the value, but just judging from who's entered likely prices, what the ground's like. I'd be tempted to go with uh, Jim Goldie's Jack Dexter. Uh, ran well on similar sort of ground, or worse ground possibly, up at air in the, uh, on Gold Cup day when he landed the Bronze Cup impressively. Useful claimer taking five off. Um, 
yeah, at, at these early stages, that would be my idea of a bet if you're going to have an anti-pump force. But it looks extremely competitive, and by the end of the day, if the if the weather's as bad as we've expected and the ground's soft, it'll be pretty desperate out there. So uh, I think it'd be small stakes in that one for me. Yeah, so that brings to an end uh, the, the day's racing, and maybe a big price winner to to a complete champion's day. But as we've said, it's all about Franco. Really, we're looking forward to that. Hopefully, Franco can can win and cement his place in history, going to stud unbeaten. Uh, and that's pretty much uh, it for this edition uh, of the, the podcast. So hopefully next time we will be talking about a Franco victory and maybe looking back at uh, the, the flat season uh, this this year and, and looking ahead to the to the jumps. You excited about the jump? Yeah, looking forward to it. It's, uh, it feels like a sort of a dawning of a new era with the uh, the jumps this year. The likes of Cotto Star, Denman, um, you know, come coming to an end of their careers and uh, a whole new wave of uh, up-and-coming chasers and hurdlers coming through. Um, should be should be an exciting season. Yeah, and we'll look forward to that. Uh, so, yeah, join us next time on Saturday. We'll, we'll try and get some bets up on the Twitter, at The Big Punt, if you're not following already. And uh, we'll see you soon.